Hello, Mama. Happy to be here with you. I'm trying to find a new way to start this. What else can I say to you? <laughs> I really am happy, though. Here we go again. Hope your day is lovely and you're drinking some coffee or tea or kombucha or LaCroix, whatever it is. And the sun is shining and you're feeling God's love right now. Uh, today we are going to dive into a um, question or uh, I guess a comment that I have seen and heard before. Um, and this is the person that's concerned about their kids getting um, being more likely to get anxiety or depression because of their genetics and that, you know, they've, the, the mom has struggled with it. And so they're so worried about passing this down to their child. And so I have a lot, a, a few thoughts to share with you that I just want to help you navigate this. And the thing is, I think this can apply to any kind of worry you have about how a child is going to handle certain genetics or how they're going to uh, handle challenges they face. I think it can, it can be expanded to a lot of different areas, but we're going to talk specifically about anxiety and depression today. And I'm excited. Um, before we jump in though, just want to remind you to hop in the Facebook group. It's questions like these that I get from your answers when you pop in the Facebook group, when you join it or when you post. And it just helps me so much to know what kind of content you're looking for and to know your struggles. And because I think we can relate to so many of them, but you know, often we don't even know how to put words to our struggles or, you know, you forget what all of the struggles are. So thanks everyone for sharing with me, uh, just the struggles that you're in the middle of. And it's such an honor to get to share that with you. And I love get to get to speak into it. So please everyone hop in there. It's such a great community also just to know that you're not alone in things and to get other people's support. I've seen people, uh, post in their questions of struggles they're having with their kids. And it's so incredible to see the wisdom and the support that comes from others in that group. Um, and then Lauren, too, who's our facilitator of the group is also so incredible and encouraging and uh, just pours into everyone. So it's really a great place to be. Make sure you're there. You can find it at bit.ly. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash Morning Mama Facebook group, or you can find the link in the show notes, or you can go search on Facebook for Morning Mama Collective, and we would love to see you there and hear your story. But without further ado, let's jump into today's episode. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. Now, we just had an episode talking about how to handle over control to God and how to fully surrender to him and trust him and not be caught in these worries that come up. And so today we're going to dive into a specific one that might be present in your mind or in your heart. 
And again, we're talking specifically about passing down uh, genetics of anxiety or depression. And But I think this can be expanded to a lot of things. First of all, it's not just genetics that can pass that on. It's also, you know, what kids observe. Um, I think there's there's so much that's learned behavior as well as genetic behavior. And so, you know, it's what they've seen us go through, or maybe it was before they were born. So maybe that's why we're more talking about genetics. But this also can be for any challenges they're facing. So I want to just have a few thoughts I want to share with you about this today. The first one is... Um, I'm, I want you to hear me when I say this because I'm not trying to minimize this concern. I'm not trying to say that it doesn't exist. I'm not trying to say, you know, you uh, don't need to think about this, but I do want you to think of uh, another angle on this. So my first one is that prayer is more powerful than genetics. So be careful what you're speaking over your kids. So first of all, now I get it. There is uh, lots of research that backs up the the genetic predisposition that people have for anxiety and depression, and then that's something that can be passed down. And that's real. We're not denying that. But I also know that God is the one that creates our genetics, and he forms each and every human, and his power is greater than anything that the world would have, any even patterns that are in the world. And so he has the power to stop any kind of genetics from happening, whether he takes it away like when he's crafting them and creating them and you're praying over them in the womb, or whether he stops that from uh, continuing in their life um, as you're praying over them as children. Wherever it's happening, God is more powerful. Now, we know that evil exists in the world. We know that there's sin. And so with that, there's brokenness. And sometimes God allows that brokenness to be present and to get into that is, you know, a much deeper theological discussion. But, you know, our, our prayers won't always be answered or they won't always be answered in the way that we want them to be. So it very well may still be true that your child will experience this anxiety and depression. And we're going to talk about what that looks like if they do. But first of all, I just want to say, have the courage and the strength to pray bold prayers over your kids. Push yourself to believe in the God that crafted the universe and that he can do absolutely anything, including changing the genetics of your child. So whenever you find yourself going to that place of worry, oh my goodness, what what's going to happen if this ha- if if I pass this down to my kids? To change that worry and and shape it into prayer. You start to notice yourself worrying, okay? And so you say, "Oh, wait a minute. Nope, I'm going to pray instead. God, I pray protection over my kids. I pray against anxiety and depression in their lives, God. I pray you would shift their the the way their minds are formed, the way that their genetics occur. God, that you would transform them and give them your peace that you promised us that your healing would come over them. I plead the blood of Jesus over them. Cuz remember by the blood of Jesus, we are healed. We are redeemed. Now, sometimes that healing doesn't come until heaven, but that doesn't mean that it never comes on earth. It absolutely sometimes does come on earth. And so we need to pray big prayers like that and think of how much more helpful and powerful it is to pray instead of worry, right? There's there's not much that worry does for us except for steal from us. And so take that worry and, and we're not dismissing the concern. We're just 
turning it and using that concern for good because now you're connecting with God. You're doing something that's powerful. You're doing something that's proactive. So every time you feel that worry, come on, just pray some big, bold prayers for your kids. And this can be at any stage of their life. Again, it can be while they're in the womb. It can be before they're even conceived. It can be at any age of their lives, even as adults. Like these prayers don't just stop and they could start whenever. Like these prayers are powerful and good for eternity. So pray for your kids. Okay, so that's what I want you to begin with, is to to think about this in a different way. Now, for any of you that do have kids that are walking this out, or even if, you know, you want some more ways to to handle this if it comes up, or you want to be prepared for when it comes up, or even just to help silence some of those fears, I want to give you a few thoughts on this. First of all, I want to say is if you have been there, right? If you have been in the middle of anxiety and depression, you know what it feels like. You know what it's like to walk that out. You know what it's like to come out the other side, or at least to fight for the other side, because I know some of you are still in the midst of it, but you know that struggle. And that is so powerful. You have been on the inside of this struggle and through that you gain so much wisdom and empathy and understanding and you grasp tools and there's so much you figure out when you're in the middle of that struggle. And so if truly your kids end up experiencing this and maybe you're seeing signs in them and so you can begin doing this now, the beautiful thing is you are so equipped to help them walk that out. You now have the tools and the wisdom and the insight to help them find the other side, to help them understand what's going on, help them know what to do, help them know how to talk about it and help them get to the other side or at least fight for the other side. So first of all, have some confidence in that. That's that's huge to know exactly. I mean, obviously everyone's a little bit different, but to know that intimately that struggle to know what it feels like. Wow, how much more can you relate to your kids in that way? You have have just such a gift to give them and that you can connect with them in that way and really empathize and understand what they might be going through and feeling. And so be confident in that. And the other part is don't shy away from those conversations on both sides. So first of all, don't shy away from sharing some of your struggles with your kids. Now, You have to be careful about this. You don't want to share too much where they they feel burdened. They feel like they have to take care of you. Or we have to make sure that we're sharing in this way that is, um, you know, a couple ways I've heard to talk about it. So um, my pastor calls it veiled transparency. So it's being transparent, letting people in, people that you're leading, you know, including your kids, in on some of your struggles, but not the deep, dark depth of them. Probably not the ones you're right in the middle of. That's another thing I've heard is, you know, you don't necessarily want to share something you're still in the middle of and you don't have the solution for. You want to share that with certain people in your life, but not people you're leading, not your kids, because then they're going to feel like they need to take care of you. And it's your job to be caring for them. So you want to make sure not to, you know, parentify them and dump all of your junk on them and make them feel like you, you know, are struggling to breathe. But you can share, hey, you know, I'm I'm having a little bit of a hard day because I... I heard about the school shootings, you know, if we're going to go to an example of lately, and if your, your 
child is of an age that they, you know, heard of it themselves. And so they already know about this, then you can talk about your experience with it. And this is just one example of how this can play out. But you could say, yeah, I am struggling a little bit, you know, I, I saw that and it triggered some anxiety for me. I, I felt nervous sending you to school. And I really had a hard time doing that. But you know what? And, and you can even say like, you know, and I've struggled with this at different points in my life, really being able to trust God with, with whatever outcome he has and really being able to trust that he was going to love and protect us. And then you, that's a great opportunity to ask them, Hey, what was it like for you to go to school today? What thoughts were going through your mind? Did you have any feelings of anxiety that came up for you? What was that like? What did you guys talk about in school? What are you feeling in your heart, right? Just create this safe space for them to really feel like they can connect to you and pour out and know that they're not alone in it. And then you can swing back around and say, you know, you could ask them what they tried to do and then you can share, hey, this is what I did. Uh, You know, I have struggled before with anxiety and this is what I've learned in all my years, you know, for whatever it's worth to you. And maybe you want to try some of these things. You could say, you know, I spent the day with worship music on all day because I know that I have to remind myself to trust God in the middle of everything, that even when things look dark and bleak, I can trust God. And the way that I do that is by praising God, praising his goodness. And so I had worship on all day. And you know what else I did is I talked to a friend, you know, I have a friend that I go to, uh, you know, Auntie Julissa, (laughs) you know, who your friend is. Oh man. And I got to just talk with her about what I was feeling. And she really just listened to me and helped encourage me. And she prayed for me. And wow, that was really helpful. Is there any way that I can be praying for you? Right? So you're, you're letting them in just on a little snippet. You're not overwhelming them. You're not giving them every detail of what you felt and you're not sharing it with them in in the very middle of it when you need someone to support you. You're just letting them know that these struggles are normal and that you've been there and that you get it and that you're a safe place to talk to and sharing what worked for you and how God helped you out of it and pointing them back to Jesus and helping them think through ways that they can cope with these feelings. And, you know, there's a lot of other opportunities for these kind of conversations, too. You know, if you are in therapy right now, you can go after you come home. You don't have to hide what you did. You don't have to pretend you weren't just seeing a therapist. And you don't have to just, you know, say, oh, I went to therapy and then not say anything. You could say, oh, yeah, I went to therapy. And, yeah, I'm really trying to work on working through these feelings of uh, depression that I've been having. And this is something I've kind of struggled with off and on throughout my life and Man, it can be so challenging to to get through my workday sometimes because these feelings come on and, you know, I'm just really trying to get to the root of them and, and figure out what's going on. And hey, have you ever had feelings like that? I wonder, I wonder what that's like for you. You know, and you can ask that if maybe you've seen some signs of that in them and you can talk about how therapy is for you. Obviously, again, not revealing too much and not going too deep and not dumping things on them, but just showing them it's normal. It's okay to talk about this stuff. It's good to talk about this. You're a safe place to talk to. I mean, what a tragedy, tragedy is it? That, you know, a lot of these patterns get passed down from generation to generation, but a lot of times they don't get talked about. 
And so generation after generation is walking through these challenges, whether it's anxiety and depression or alcoholism or whatever the the challenges are. And each generation walks it out, but never gets, their parent never brings it up, never talks about it. And so each generation ends up being alone in it and feeling like they're the only ones, and not knowing how to handle it, and not learning from what their parents did, except for trying not to make their same mistakes, which sometimes works, right? And so how much more powerful is it that if we are going to share some of the same struggles as our kids, if, right, we've still got to pray first, but if, then let's talk about it. Let's baton down the field. Let's make some progress generation to generation. Let's help our kids have a different future than we did. Let's not make them start from scratch on things. Like it is so powerful that you now get to share this with your kids. And hopefully, again, that means that they're not going to be in the same depth that you had to walk in because they have you to show you the way out, show them the way out. So I hope that encourages you to not feel scared of this. We're believing for something different. We're we're praying and and hoping and you know giving our kids the tools to prevent this. But if it does happen, then we have these amazing tools that we get to share with them and we get to bond over with them and we get to point them to Jesus. So that is something to celebrate. Another thing to think about with this and You know, this is just for all of the struggles that our kids face. I know we want to protect them. I know we want them in our minds to have these perfect lives without strife, without struggle, without these things they have to overcome. And we want that. But yet when we take a step back, we know that uh, a productive, healthy life actually doesn't look like that. We know that it's those struggles that make us stronger. We know that it's those struggles that form our character and and help us be these people that God has called us to be. And, you know, any good movie, right, we ever watch is going to have some struggle in it because that is what makes a good story. And so far, we want to live these good stories in our lives. We want to live these lives we're called to. We're going to have to face some struggles. And so it's the same for our kids. And it's so hard to wrap our heads around that because there are little babies and we want to protect them. And, and part of that is good, right? That's our job is to protect them and watch over them. But we have to also know that without a doubt, no exceptions, they will face struggles. But that is not necessarily a bad thing because they need it, right? They need it for that strength to build. They need it for to live that life God has for them. But also they need it to know that they are in desperate need of a savior. Because if we are just living this peaches and cream life when there's nothing ever hard, it can be so easy to, to float slowly away from God and to feel like we can do it all on our own and to feel like we don't need him and that we are independent and we got this and we're good. And I mean, even if you've been in a season where it was just really good, have you ever noticed in those easy seasons, it's so easy to just slowly drift a little bit away from God because you're not having to rely on him every second. You're not crying out to him in the night, in the morning, in the middle of the day, right? You're just, you're content. You're good. It's a good season. Okay. And you just slowly lose the perspective that you need a savior, even though you still need one in in those seasons. But the same goes for our kids. I, I think for a lot of us, more than anything, 
We want them to have a relationship with God because we know that that is what's going to help them live the healthiest life, help them live the fullest life, help them uh, just have everything that they were created for as they need that relationship with God. And so to get them to that place, sometimes it's going to be these struggles that they walk through and they realize oh my goodness, this is way bigger than me. I cannot do this on my own. And they tried doing it on their own and it doesn't work out and it only leads to more pain and more darkness. And so they realize, okay, I really do need God. And it's in those moments that they find that deep intimacy with God. They, they figure out that they can trust him. They figure out that there's nothing better and why would we want to steal that from our kids? I know we don't, but it's when we we just don't even realize what we're hoping for sometimes. And so I want to, to shift your perspective a little bit. It's okay, the struggles that they're going to face, even if those are depression or anxiety, because maybe for them, that is what they need to be reminded that they need a savior. Maybe that is what they need to press into God and to live that life they were created for. And so if you've been praying fervently that this, this generational curse of anxiety and depression or this genetic makeup would be broken in the name of Jesus, and, and here it is still, then maybe, maybe God knows that ultimately this is how they're going to be the most healthy, that they're going to thrive the most because this is what they need to press more into Jesus. It's kind of like in 2 Corinthians. This is chapter 12, starting in verse 7. This is Paul talking, and this is probably a passage that's familiar to many of us, but it's exactly what we're talking about, and we can't forget this. So Paul says, So to me, so to keep me from becoming conceited, because of the surpassing greatness of the revelations, a thorn was given me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to harass me, to keep me from becoming conceited. Three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should leave me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. And it's this backwardness that is what we're talking about. You know, Paul's talking about the the struggle that he's going through, that we don't know exactly what it is, but that we know that God sent it to him to keep him humble, like to keep him knowing he needs a savior, to keep him knowing he is not the, the one in charge. He's not the one coming up with all these amazing things, right? It's God through him. And so we all need these. Even the apostle Paul needed this. And so God's just reminding us that we have to be always pointed to him. And it's not about our own strength. It's not about what we can do. It's always about his strength. And so we're going to have these struggles and trials. But ultimately, they the goal of them is to point us back to Jesus and to point us into the fact that we need a savior. So we don't need to worry about what our kids are going to face. We don't need to worry about their genetics or about what struggles at school they're going to face or what struggles in the world because in their weakness, they are strong. And so all we need to do is equip them and have real conversations and share little bits of our journey and share what we have walked through and, and how we've gotten out of it and how Jesus has been everything in all of it. 
I mean, even think about your life. What struggles have happened in your life that were not small and they were not fun and you probably in the middle of them just wanted them to be done and gone. But now as you look back, what did those struggles do for you? How did those struggles make you stronger? How did they point you back to Jesus? How did they make you the person that you were created to be? And your kids are going to have those same things. In this world, struggle is inevitable, but it's not always a bad thing. So stop the worry. Stop worrying about what might happen. Take that awareness and just use it to prepare them, to equip them, to give them all the tools they could possibly need to live a healthy life and and to deepen their relationship with Christ. Because you get to set the stage for what it looks like as they walk into this life, what tools they have in their tool belt. And you know, because they're your kids, you know exactly which tools they might need. So pray for them and talk to them and we can throw all the worry out. The worry doesn't do us any good. I hope that encourages you, mama. Your kids are in God's hands. They are children of God crafted by the God of the universe that loves them more than you even do, which is so hard to fathom. So we know they're in good hands. Let me pray for you. God, I thank you for the gift of our kids. I thank you that you have planned them out since before they were conceived, God. And you have great plans for them, Lord. And we thank you that we can trust you with that. We thank you we can trust them with you, Lord. And so, God, we just lift up our kids and we say, God, heal them. God, redeem the pain, redeem the genetics, God, redeem the the patterns that have happened throughout generations, God, and, and make a shift, God. Heal them. Help them to be whole, Lord. And God, whatever struggles they face, Lord, help us to equip them for that. God, help us to have all the real conversations. Show us where to lean in, God. Show us how to be vulnerable in a healthy way. And help us to have some real amazing conversations with our kids so that they can know that we are a safe place, God. And help us to to push them forward into you or to, to point them back to you, God, so that they know the ultimate place where they can find healing and answers and hope. God, thank you for being so big. We can trust you with all of these things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you, Mama. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you.